0: Welcome to another episode of Canadian Common Sense. I'm Lewis, out here in beautiful British Columbia. The subject of this show is kind of just whatever's rolling around in my head right now because, man, we have had a lot of stuff happen in the last week. Um, The Canadian uh, Conservative Party is having a leadership race, but yet everybody seems to be dropping out of it. Um, Now, I'm not sure if there's specific reasons why, and I'll get into that in a few minutes, um, or if they really do have different reasons for it, uh, such as Rona Ambrose. I mean, I didn't think Rona Ambrose was going to join the par- uh, the race anyway, just because she's been out of politics now for a few years, she just got married, she is, uh, I- I'm sure she's probably really loving the fact that her uh, personal life is personal again, and uh, so... I really wasn't surprised. I, I, in fact, I think, I, I believe I said on the show that I didn't think that she was going to join the race. Um, but she announced she wasn't joining. Uh, and then we had Pierre Poiliev, who, as you know, was my first choice and was uh, Tony's first choice for leader um, this time around and he was all gung-ho. He was ready to go. He had a team behind him. He was already going across Canada to, uh, to get signatures and support. Um, and then without any warning at all, he just dropped out. Now I have a theory on that, but I, I don't know what really to make of it. Um, He said that it's because, you know, that he already missed a lot of his, uh, his, uh, baby's first year of life. And as a father, I really get that. I do. It's, I mean, watching my kids grow up is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch. And anybody who has kids knows this. It's, you know, watching their little personalities develop and, and watching them learn things and do things for the first time and, and all that. I mean, my kids are teenagers now, but I still get that, that thrill from watching them do things for the first time and learning things. And like last night, I taught my daughter all about the difference between a four cycle engine and a two cycle engine. And and uh, and she, because she's taking a mechanics class in high school, and so she, you know, just that. I oh, I, it was it was awesome. I love it. I understand what if that's really his reasons why, but I don't know. I have a theory, and I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid to say what that theory is because. I've already I voiced it on social media and and I was immediately called a Liberal Party hack. Um, and anybody who knows me knows I have never supported a federal Liberal Party. I have fed, I have supported the BC Liberal Party, but only because half of them are conservatives, and we don't have a conservative party in the province. Um, but I suggested that maybe Stephen Harper told Pierre Poiliev to step down because he wants Peter McKay to be the next, next leader because he and Peter McKay are actually really close friends. And Stephen Harper does have, he still has a a large amount of influence and a large amount of control in the conservative party. So, and he stepped down from the Conservative Fund board um, and because he said it was to stop Jean Charest from, from running for the leader. But let's be real here. Jean Charest wasn't a threat. He was never going to win the leadership. So why did Stephen Harper really step down? And I think it's because now he cannot be accused of uh, conflict of interest. And he can shape things the way he wants them to, to, to happen here. This is just a theory. I do I do I do I want this to be the truth? Absolutely not. Because I'm a I'm a Stephen Harper fan, and this to me would not be cool. Um although he may know something the rest of us don't, and that Peter McKay will just f- will keep furthering the agenda that Stephen Harper was on when he was the prime minister. And maybe he sees that Peter McKay is the only one that will be able to bring in votes from the center or from uh, liberal voters who really don't want to vote liberal in the next election, but they will because it means not voting for a social conservative such as Andrew Shear. Um, and so maybe that's his. Maybe that's where he's coming from. Maybe he's. He, maybe he wants to uh, influence the way this goes so that we don't lose another election. And I can understand where someone might come from when they think that Pierre poliev might not be able to get. Votes from former liberal voters. He is. A very. He's not subtle. Let's put it that way. But. Damn. That is a loss to this leadership race. Because Pierre Poliev. I think. Was our best shot. At forming the next government. Peter McKay. I think he's a, he also presents a really, really good opportunity to become the next uh, federal government. Um, but he doesn't speak French and, and or very little French. And, and, I, and I'm blown away by this because he was a senior cabinet minister and the minister of defense under Stephen Harper. And he never learned uh, how to speak French, which is really disappointing to me. I mean, if you want to be Prime Minister of this country, you need to be able to speak French. Now, having said that, what does this mean for other candidates? Because I think there's there's only one that speaks French right now, and that's uh, 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 Descari, I think his name is. And he's a bigot. Like... In the first order. Like that guy, he doesn't believe that being gay is natural. Um, He wants to eliminate the ability to have abortions. I mean, we just just lost an election because of these issues that are non-issues. These are issues that were settled decades ago. But every single election, they come up. The media brings them up. The Liberal Party or the NDP bring them up. The Conservatives never bring them up. And now we've got a leadership candidate who's bringing them up. I mean, I I don't support not letting him run. I think he should have the ability to run for leader as long as he meets all the requirements. If he is contradicting party policy which is we are not allowed to discriminate against uh, anyone based on sexual orientation or, or gender or race, which I'm sorry, he is. So if he can't follow those rules, then he should not be allowed to run. But I would never, ever say that he does not have the right to say what, he says, what he's saying. I also don't think that if he isn't contradicting rules that you shouldn't he shouldn't be allowed to run even though he's saying things I totally disagree with. Because I believe in free speech. I believe in individual rights and freedoms and individual responsibility. And if you're going to say things like this, then there will be consequences. And I don't believe in deplatforming people. I think that is the biggest mistake that we are making in society today. And I, and I think that, uh, this, this guy just needs to either, uh, follow the party rules or he doesn't get to run for leader. Now what does this mean for new candidates because everybody seems to think this is all over that it's Peter McKay's but we don't but there are still candidates to come like they have until I believe it's March or even April to uh enter the race so this isn't over I mean Aaron O'Toole he is in the media now he is Uh, making himself heard. He's, he's doing a good job of it too. I don't, I don't mind Aaron O'Toole. I like him. I like his ideas, but I just don't see him as being someone that the, that can lead, uh, someone that could be prime minister. I just don't see it. Um, I, I have listened to what uh, Marilyn Gladue has said. I saw her on CTV um, being interviewed. Um, I don't think she's got leadership qualities, unfortunately. I like what she has to say, but I just don't, I just don't think she has it in her to be the leader. And, and if she doesn't have it, to be in, have it in her to be the leader, she really doesn't have it in her to be the prime minister. I think there are two other names that I have heard come forward saying that they're interested, that they're, that they're looking at it. One is Michelle Rempel from Alberta. And the other is Candace Bergen out of Manitoba. Michelle Rempel, um, I, I like Michelle Rempel. She is a strong, fiery uh, uh, MP. But I have heard her play the victim card too many times for me to take her seriously as a leadership candidate. Um, She has played the it's because I'm a woman card. She has, you know, she's... I've heard her do that too many times for, for me to really take her seriously, to, to think that she is mature enough to, to run for the leadership. On the other hand, we have Candace Bergen, who I am a big fan of. Uh, she's very intelligent, very well spoken. She never plays the victim card. She, she, uh, she is where she is on her own merits. She is a uh, a formidable MP. And I really, really like her. Um, I just don't know what her French speaking abilities are like. I can't find anything online that says whether she can or cannot speak French. Uh, and if she can, how good it is. And I know people are saying, oh, you don't need to be able to speak French to be leader. Yes, you do. You need to be able to speak French to be prime minister in this country. 25% of the population, French is their first language. 25%. That's a huge segment. And if you can't speak French, if you can't speak to those people, they will never vote for you. That's one reason why I've never liked Maxime Bernier as a candidate because he can barely speak English. You can not understand him. You need subtitles. And uh, I mean, I agree with a lot of what he has to say. I don't agree with it all. There's some things I think are a little bit, uh, a little bit out there, a little bit on the fringe. Um, And thankfully I don't have to uh, give my opinions on him too much because he's not part of the conservative party anymore. Uh, But he can barely speak English. So I've never been a, a, a fan of his to be a federal leader or to be the prime minister because of that alone. I mean, we need a leader, we need a prime minister that can speak both languages. So, a lot has happened in this last week. And, I mean, some people are even calling for Stephen Harper to run again. And as much as I would love that, And as much as Tony would love that, and as much as most conservative party voters would love that, he will never beat Justin Trudeau because Ontario and Quebec hate him. Like they hate him with a passion and they can't even tell you why. I have asked people who tell me that how much they hate Stephen Harper, why they hate Stephen Harper. And they can't tell me. It's. It's. Uh, it really is Harper derangement syndrome. And just like there's Trump derangement syndrome, I mean, Trump gives people plenty of reasons to hate him. I don't like him. But there's some things you can't deny, and that is that he's been really good for the u.s economy the u.s economy is doing the best it has ever done in the history of that country the unemployment rate is the lowest it has ever been i mean you can't argue with that but is he a jerk is he you know you can pick many worse words to describe him too. And and they'd all be correct, but he has been good for that economy. Has he ever, but nobody will admit that because they hate him so much. And, and that, that brings me to Justin Trudeau. People hate Trudeau so much that they will drag him through the mud for buying donuts. That are more expensive than Tim Horton's Donuts. Now, I don't like Justin Trudeau as much as the next guy. In fact, I probably dislike him more than the next guy. But he did not deserve what he got for buying donuts from a specialty donut shop. I mean... This is getting stupid. There's plenty of reasons to criticize him. There's plenty of reasons to drag him through the mud. There's plenty of reasons to to want to have him removed from office for for breaking the law. Because he's done that. But getting on his case for buying $4 donuts? Like, grow up. Like, people need to grow up. And and to be quite honest, I've been pleasantly surprised and happy with the way they've been dealing with Iran and shooting down the airliner. I'm not crazy about them giving $25,000 to each uh, victim's family. I mean... People go on holidays all the time and are in accidents or are killed or uh, die overseas and the family has to go and get their bodies and bring their bodies back to Canada all on their own dime. It happens all the time. I mean, I I don't agree that, that we should have doled out all that cash. And if we, and if we, if we had to do it, then there should have been some way to reclaim that money. Like the Canadian government has said that if, if Iran compensates all the victims' families, that they still don't have to pay the back the money that the Canadian government gave them. And I, and I disagree with that. I really feel sorry for them all. And I really, I, I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm heartbroken. I'm, and, and it's, it's awful what happened but awful things happen all the time and people are responsible for getting their family members back. They have travel insurance for that reason. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound heartless, but that's how I feel. And then on top of that, the, but, but the way they've dealt with it, the way that the Canadian government has dealt with it, I have been happy with. I don't like Justin Trudeau, but I can't criticize him on this. He has done a good job dealing with the Iran situation. Uh, I just wish that he would stop talking as if he's about to cry. It's so fake. It's this phony, solemn-sounding voice. It's just awful. I mean, it's 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 unnecessary. It's hard to listen to. it just makes you you want to punch them in the face <laughs> to be honest. But in the way that they've dealt with the situation, I can't criticize them. And even uh, the Conservative Party has said the same thing that they, actually quite appreciate the way that the liberals have kept them in the loop and kept them informed on what's going on. That's what a minority government does. It brings you down to earth a little bit. And I hope that continues because as much as I want Justin Trudeau to fail, I don't want my country to fail. And I want my country to be unified once again. And I don't care who does it. I don't care if Justin Trudeau is the reason why Canada gets unified again. I don't care if it's Peter McKay. I don't care if it's Jagmeet Singh. I just want Canada to be whole again. And if that means that a liberal does it, I'm fine with that. I just want, things better. I want Canada to succeed. And if that means the liberals succeed, then so be it. I just don't want I don't want things to keep going the way they're going. And that, my friends, are my thoughts of the day. Uh, I know we'll be back with a full a full show next Monday night. Um, I'm sure Tony and possibly myself will be releasing a couple more individual episodes in, in between. Uh, but we'll definitely be coming out with another full show next week. And that's it. Have a good week.